Seltzer Kings podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Oh, there you are. I've been looking everywhere for you. Oh, no. <laughs> Not you, pod friends, but my little stuffed producer, Gavin Dahl. I've never seen anything quite so <laughs> disturbing. The lifeless eyes, so very similar to our own living producer, Gavin. <laughs> How they follow you around the room like the doll wants to kill you. <laughs> Rather like the living producer, Gavin. Oh, yes, we know down here all about what you think, producer Gavin. And we think you should do it. <laughs> anyway, this week's spooktacular bonus is all about some other haunted dolls. Which frankly scare the bejesus out of us here in the graveyard. Someone should just burn them, the monstrosities. <laughs> we hope you enjoy. I recently learned that my sister and I have been written out of the family will. I'm not surprised. Neither was I, really. I, I'm pretty sure I deserve it. Now, this wasn't done as some part of a big family fight or anything. It just sort of happened gradually over the years as my oldest nephew replaced my sister and I as the child my parents loved and weren't disappointed in. It makes total sense. Total sense. Neither of us are mad about it because, well, <laughs> there ain't a whole lot to be mad about. There's no family fortune or anything. And I think both of us are deeply relieved that we will not have to deal with the whole estate thing because neither of us wanted to be the one to inherit the dolls. You see, for years, my mom collected these dolls, not like Barbie or Mrs. Beasley or something, but like porcelain dolls, often with ornate costumes and things like that. And we kids could not touch the dolls ever because, you know, we were definitely going to break that shit. So all over our house were these expensive, untouchable dolls that stared at you from inside a china cabinet or a grandfather clock, and you would sit watching Voltron or Danger Mouse or something and suddenly feel as though you were being watched because over there is some shark-eyed Marie Antoinette wannabe staring at you from across the fucking room. It's just really disturbing. I mean, nothing ever happens. The dolls never did anything. It's just they were always there watching you judging you, reminding you that eventually you would be replaced by a younger and better behaved version of yourself. And these dolls are probably worth some money. I mean, not a lot of money or anything because our family, nothing is worth a lot of money, but you know, a good bar tab or two worth of money. But if we siblings were still in the will, it would have fallen to us to decide who got stuck with these creepy fucking dolls. One of us would have had to take them and keep them in our house and look at them long enough for us to sell them on eBay. And there would have been strife between the two of us because neither one of them wanted to be the one who had to take them. Why don't you do it? Now the kid has to deal with that shit. And with him being the kind of odd person he is, he'll probably be totally into dealing with these weird fucking dolls. 
despite them being very creepy, dolls are just inanimate objects. They can't hurt you. They can't tell your mom you were making out with a neighbor on the couch while they weren't home. You know, that kind of things. But that does not stop people from believing that dolls can hurt you, which unless you're talking about Chucky, no. You know, like Annabelle. You've probably all heard the story of Annabelle the doll. It's been the subject of a dozen or so movies. This raggedy Ann doll is possessed by demon, torments the owners, tries to kill someone until Ed and Lorraine fucking Warren show up and save the day. Thank you, Jesus! Thank you, Jesus! Thank you, Jesus! I mean, the Annabelle story is just pool, pure, unadulterated, god-bothering bullshit made up to make the Warrens some money, but it's creepy god-bothering bullshit, so a lot of people believe it's true. So instead of giving the Warrens more publicity, let's talk about some of the other haunted dolls that are out there. Like Key West's favorite hideous, horrifying doll, Robert. Bobby, I like to call him Bobby since he can't drive and doesn't have ID to get on the plane and come get me, first came into our world back in the 1900s. The doll was a gift to Eugene Robert Otto, the child of wealthy Key Westers, and there are different stories about who gave Gene Every call, everyone called little Eugene, Gene, the doll. One story has that Robert came from his German grandfather who made Robert not as a doll, but more as an ornament or display, but wound up giving it to his grandson as a doll. Another story is the doll was a gift from one of Robert's nannies, a Bahamian woman reputed to practice voodoo. Voodoo. And she was fired for that practicing of foul magic, and the doll was cursed by the nanny out of revenge for being fired. Now, little Jean loved Robert the doll, and Robert was dressed in Jean's clothes. The little sailor outfit that Robert wears to this very day was originally worn by Jean. Those are the kind of people we're dealing with. And Jean took Robert everywhere he went. He's my best friend. Keep in mind, this doll is three fucking feet tall and made out of wood, so he ain't light. And Gene would often speak with Robert, which, okay, you know, kids do that shit. But then people heard Robert answer in a deep bass voice that maybe was coming from you, from Gene, but also maybe not. Nope, 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 nope. And then... It got weird, didn't it? Yeah. It certainly did get weird. Furniture would get knocked over. Other toys would get torn up. Once a very large and very heavy chest of drawer in Jean's room, just loaded with clothes, was tipped over in front of the door, while loud bangs and strange noises boomed from inside. And when the door was finally forced open, the room was trashed, and little Jean was just sitting there freaked the fuck out. And they said, What happened, Jean? And Jean replied, Robert did it. This got Robert banished to the attic of the house, which, y'all, no, 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 no. If you have a haunted doll, you don't put it in the attic. You put it in the garbage. You put it in the fire pit. You put it in a box haunt label, haunted doll, do not open, and ship it to Burma. You don't just put it in the attic. Because after Robert went into exile in the attic, Jean's aunt, who took the fucking doll upstairs and locked it in the attic, died the next fucking day. Dead. Totally dead. And people would hear footsteps in the attic, even though no one could be in the attic because it was closed and walked, locked up. And people, people, strangers, visitors, reportedly <laughs> heard, oh, God damn it, giggles 
in the middle of the night coming from out of that goddamned attic. Fuck that shit, man! Despite all of this, Robert was not burned or shipped to Burma. Indeed, Gene kept Robert his entire life. And as an adult, Robert was allowed back downstairs and propped into a window staring out onto the street, which very much freaked people out. So much that people began avoiding walking by the house because Robert would stare at them as they would would walk past. And they didn't want to be seen by the beady-eyed doll staring out the window. And this went on until Jean's wife got sick of this deeply creepy fucking beady-eyed doll staring at her. And back to their attic, Robert went. What is wrong with you people? Which reportedly did not please Robert. So he made Jean turn the turret room of the mansion which obviously is just a room that is built like to look like a turret, into what became called Robert's Room. And a window that was not there previously was built that had a view of the street. And Gene turned the turret room into his art studio, and he would spend hours in there painting and talking to Robert. This continued until Gene died in 19... 1974. After his death, the house was sold, and as a condition of the sale, the new owner had to take Robert as well and maintain his room in the turret. Hard no. It's a hard no. Visitors to her new home didn't like Robert and found that he liked to appear and disappear at will. And the new owners and her visitors also claim that the already creepy expression on Robert's face appeared to change when anyone discussed Eugene in a negative way. And this went on until 1994, when the owner donated Robert to the Fort East Martello Museum in Key West, Florida, where he resides today. The museum has found Robert out of his locked glass case when they came in in the morning. They routinely find him in strange positions inside the locked glass case. And don't you dare take a photo of Robert unless you politely ask his permission before you take it. Those who do not have reported strange issues with the film in their camera and in the digital age bizarre blurring and unexpected shadows on the image. And people who talk shit to Robert often experience bad luck and continue to do so until they write a sincere, heartfelt apology letter to Robert, which the museum staff (laughs) reads to Robert and then posts on the wall near his glass case. Or there's Okiku. Okiku is a Japanese doll said to contain the spirit of a little girl that now lives in a Shinto shrine. The doll was originally purchased by the little girl's brother as a gift, and the little girl whose name was Okiku, carried the doll everywhere until she suddenly died of yellow fever. The family originally intended to bury the doll with little Okiku, but this was the early 20th century, and Japan was working very hard to modernize its culture and forbade the burial of the doll as smacking, I don't know, of ancient customs. And so the doll was incorporated into a small shrine in the memory of Okiku. And that's when things got a little weird. Yeah. Like the doll's hair started to grow. I uh, don't wear a wig, sir. Paint your bald spot? What bald spot? You paint your bald spot? I don't know what you're talking about, sir. My hair grows. According to the website oldcityghost.com, which I'm sure would never lie to us, quote, One day the family started to notice that the doll's hair was getting longer. 
Once a traditional shoulder cut linked with neat ends, it was now a mangled mess of split ends reaching down past her waist. It was scruffy, different colors, and felt different. I nipped this thing in the bud. Not long later, Okiku the doll began to manifest in different ways. Flickering lights, strange voices, banging in the walls, which grew more intense around the anniversaries of Okiko the little girl's death or birthday. Now, allegedly, the family grew close to the ghostly presence of the doll, but when they moved some years later, oddly enough, they decided not to take the doll with them and bequeathed it to the Shinto temple where she resides today. Purportedly, the priest from the temple had the growing hair from the doll tested and that it found that it was real human hair. Allegedly. More from Old City Ghost, quote, As the years passed on, the doll's fame grew and her powers further developed. She's bolder now, invading the dreams of the priest and those that come to visit her. She's stronger, her hair is growing faster and wilder, and she's even spookier. The last event driving tourists mads is the frightening claim that the mouth of Okiku is slowly opening and that if you dare to peer inside, you may be able to glitch something like baby teeth sprouting from the weeds of her porcelain gums, unquote. No, no. Absolutely not. Okay, time for just one more. I think this is the scariest one of them all. This is the story of Lily that I garnered from a website called U.S. Ghost adventures and i'm telling you if you can't trust a website that is shilling ghost tours called u.s ghost adventures i don't know who you can trust quote historians have tracked lily's background back to the early 1600s unearthing reports of occult practices pagan rituals and warding rites imported from europe by the dutch colonist of lower manhattan handmade figurines like lily were left out to frighten off local spirits and New World Ghost, an archaic custom dating back to the Vikings and the Romans. The conquerors of foreign lands brought with them a piece of their folklore as protection. The original Lily was delivered to a paranormal research group from its owner, who stated, I found her outside my door one morning with a note that said not to put her by mirrors or in the same room I sleep in. I gave her a flashlight so she could drain the batteries, but instead she made the lights flicker at night. My cat wouldn't go her near her, and my dog would just stare. At times, I would be woken up from a dead sleep smelling burnt toast. You're having a stroke, lady. See your doctor. Or sometimes, a sweet, fruity smell. You're also diabetic. Her favorite color is red. That is all I know. Upon further research, the doll was crafted to mimic, crafted to mimic the infamous Elizabeth Bathory D.E. said, And in doing so, the tradition stated that she contains a part of the Countess's menace. Bathory was a noblewoman condemned in the 1600s for killing over 650 people and is referred to as the Blood Countess and the Countess Dracula, unquote. Lily currently resides, or at least one version of Lily currently resides, in the Zach Bagans Haunted Museum in the scariest city in the world, Las Vegas, Nevada. Vegas! Vegas, baby, Vegas! From the museum's Facebook page, meet Lily, the haunted doll from Salem, Oregon, who is now a full-time resident at the Haunted Museum. An antique stealer found her hidden in an antique chest, then took her into his house. 
he began having recurring nightmares about a little girl who had a very bad accident. He said details of the nightmares were too disturbing to tell. He then put the doll in his antique shop where a little girl came in with her parents and spoke to Lily for three hours straight, catching the attention of everyone in the store. The little girl was speaking to her as if Lily was a real child and then told the staff working at the antique shop that Lily is a little girl that was subjected to extreme violence. When Zack acquired Lily, an older woman, as seen in the photo, had to physically touch Lily to get her down from where she was perched high inside a case. And that time, the older woman looked flushed and began to panic. She repeated over and over again, I must wash my hands. I must wash my hands. She was then immobilized as she began to have sharp pains in her stomach. Lily is a doll from Germany thought to be from the 1800s. Zack felt an immense energy the moment he saw the doll, and both parties agreed it was fate that she now resides at the Haunted Museum in Las Vegas, unquote. It then goes on to urge you to buy tickets and make reservations so that you can come to see Lily because everything about Lily is fucking terrifying and also very, very profit-driven. Now, I don't know how much truth is in either of these stories, but I do know that Lily is fucking scary and I will tell you why she is so scary. Because you, pod friends, can buy your very own Lily the Haunted doll from Amazon.com for just $29.99. Your own Halloween elf on the fucking shelf. According to the seller, quote, Lily isn't just a doll. She's a supernatural effigy and a powerful magic charm crafted to keep away the forces of darkness and stop malicious entities from coming into your home. Lily and her kind have been used for centuries as a way to keep as a way to stop ill omens and counteract the wicked intentions of others. She's an effective totem and amulet to combat evil and as such should be treated with respect. Let Lily inspire you, protect you, and even scare you during the time of ghosts, monsters, and other things that go bump in the night, unquote. Now, look, we all know that a $30 doll from Amazon isn't really a spiritual totem or whatever bullshit the sellers are claiming, but because it's spooky season, just imagine for a second that it was, and your dumb ass ordered it, and all of a sudden, you got a legit haunted fucking doll in your house. How are you going to explain that? When the psychics and ghost chasers show up to your house and ask you about the backstory, you say, oh, well, she came in a UPS box. They're going to fucking laugh you right out of your own house. And what are you going to do? You're stuck with this haunted ass doll forever. Unless, and I think this is a great idea now that I think about it. You put her back in the Amazon box, seal her up tight, put her back on your porch for porch pirates to take. Now that is a fucking fitting fate for assholes to steal packages having to fucking live with a haunted doll in their house. It's a hell of a lot better than a stupid glitter bomb. That is it for our spooky special number three, this bonus for our Patreon patrons. Thanks for financing this dumb show, and we hope you encourage others to jump on this chance to hear me prattle on and pay for the privilege. Oh, and uh, while I was writing this, I talked to my sister about our mom's dolls, and it turns out she got stuck with a bunch of them already because our mom gave them to my sister's daughter, who took one look at them and wanted to No, fuck that. Didn't want to have anything else to do with them. So now they're sealed up with boxes. It's sealed up in boxes inside my sister's storage room. I told my sister she should put them in Amazon boxes and let the porch pirates deal with them. 
Thank you, as always, for listening. And remember, pod friends, to stay spooky. Seltzer Kings. Podcasts.